Radio Mano Papachango. a lot of fans today on Instagram, followers, whatever you call them on Instagram. I posted a thing that said, uh, it was basically a sign saying, wear your fucking mask. And my God, I was amazed at how many people responded by saying they were disappointed in me, that they were amazed that I was selling out to the man and that masks were some sort of submission to Orwellian state control and the rest. It just All right, look, here's the thing. I've looked into some of the research. I'm not going to say I'm an expert, but I've looked at the research and the research supports the idea that masks are helpful in reducing the amount of virus that sprays out of your pie hole. The virus rides saliva droplets, as do other viruses. When you cough, when you talk, when you rant and rave, when you scream, when you sing, when you sneeze, those saliva droplets spray out of your mouth Say it, don't spray it. Can't help it. They spray out of your mouth and they enter the environment. If you're in an indoor environment where there's no fresh air blowing through there to blow those droplets elsewhere, they hang in the air in an aerosol cloud and other people breathe them in. And they settle onto things that people then touch and then they pick their nose and they stick those viruses right where they want to be in that nice, warm, dark, nutrient-rich environment of your sinuses. And that's where they reproduce. That's why the test at the moment involves sticking a Q-tip all the way back into your sinus cavity. Now, look, I have been calling out the government for lying since before most of you were born, probably. Uh, I became politically aware in 1980, 81, around there. So if you were born after 1980, then literally I have been calling bullshit on government propaganda since before you were born. And to see people freaking out because someone suggests that you should wear a mask during a viral pandemic is, on the one hand, very disappointing because, you know, why do these people follow me on social media? Who are they? Uh, but on the other hand, it's not that disappointing. And that's the theme of what I want to talk about today. We live in a time where ignorance 
and the ignorant have taken control of the United States government. And before I go further and before you turn this off and say, fuck that guy, he's calling me ignorant, I want to make it very clear that ignorance and stupidity are not the same thing. The words are often used interchangeably, but they're not the same thing. You can be very intelligent and yet be ignorant. In fact, everyone who is intelligent is also ignorant because everyone is ignorant. Everyone is ignorant of something. Ignorant just means you don't know. I'm ignorant of many things. I'm ignorant of chemistry. I'm ignorant of how to play a musical instrument. I'm ignorant of speaking any language in the world except for English and half Spanish. I'm ignorant of most mathematics. I'm ignorant of physics. I'm ignorant of what's going on in space. I'm ignorant of most biology. I don't know what the fuck is going on in the dirt under my feet. I'm ignorant of how electronics works. People keep explaining voltage and current and amps and watts to me, and I still don't fucking know what the hell they're talking about. I'm ignorant of how to fix an auto engine, gas or diesel. I'm ignorant of everything except the four or five things I know. And so are you. And there's no shame in that because nobody can know everything. And yet we're in this moment where being ignorant seems to be something that no one is willing to admit to. And so everyone's got their fucking opinions and their opinions carry the weight of religious truth. I'm obviously not the first to lament the descent of conversation into, uh, you know, shouting matches in American culture. Um, but I do think that it's important to make this distinction between ignorance and stupidity. Um, because I think that the conflation of those two things is what leads the ignorant to be defensive and to cling to these beliefs as if they were logically arrived at conclusions. Uh, Bertrand Russell, great British philosopher, said, men are not born stupid, they're born ignorant. Education is what makes them stupid. And I think what he meant by that was that a faulty education system teaches people how not to think critically. It teaches them to believe what they're told and not have critical thinking skills sufficient to see through the bullshit. So at the beginning of the Vietnam War, when the U.S. government said that the Vietnamese fired on an American battleship, there weren't enough people who would say, wait, why would they do that? Why would this tiny little impoverished country in Southeast Asia who knows that we're itching to go in there and invade that country and that we have weaponry from another century that they can't even imagine, why on earth would they shoot one of their rusty old torpedoes at a mighty American battleship? 
And then show me the evidence. Where's the evidence of this? And this gets to a central point that I want to make today, which is that A, the education system in the United States and most other countries does not teach people to think independently. It teaches them the opposite of that. It teaches them to blindly believe whatever bullshit is coming to them from some person that strikes them as credible. And look, again, how can we not do that? I'm not blaming anyone for that. When Neil deGrasse Tyson says something about astrophysics, I'm not in a position to say that guy's full of shit. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Am I going to go back to school and get a PhD in astrophysics and then come back and analyze what Neil deGrasse Tyson said 15 years ago? I don't think so. When my doctor tells me, hey, uh, you know, you need to cut back on this and you need to do more exercise and... Am I going to say, what the fuck do you know? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. I don't know. So there is a certain amount of trust in authority figures that's necessary in the modern world or, or in any world. You know, when a shaman told someone, you know, you need to whatever, uh, stop eating meat for a month and, uh, no sex so that the, the the spirits, the evil spirits will leave you alone. Well, I, most people believe the shaman because the shaman has done some studying and spent some time and been to the other worlds and know something that I don't. So it's totally natural and understandable that we surrender some of our critical thinking skills uh, to authority figures. But... What about when authority figures disagree? What about when there are all sorts of different authority figures all shouting out their opinions with great conviction? What do we do then? That's when we need critical thinking skills. That's when we need to finesse which of these authority figures is full of shit, which of these authority figures has done their homework, which of them are more likely to be correct, which one has... Uh, a hidden agenda, who's being paid. You know, there's there were medical doctors who said, no, nah, smoking's fine. There's no evidence showing that smoking is linked to lung cancer. Okay, those are medical doctors. And then there are other medical doctors saying, uh, actually, we've done a lot of research and we found that uh, the vast majority of our patients who smoke cigarettes end up getting lung cancer. So... Can we prove the mechanism? No, not yet. We don't know the mechanism, but we certainly see a very strong correlation. Okay, so you've got people on both sides of the argument. Who do you believe? Well, at a certain point, doesn't it come down to something as simple as one of these doctors says that me sucking smoke into my lungs on a regular basis is bad for my lungs. The other doctor says it isn't. Hmm. Well, isn't there some obvious sense in which we know that sucking lung in, uh, sucking smoke into our lungs is probably not good for us? If you're standing downwind of a campfire, you start coughing pretty fast and you move out of the smoke. So in what world is sucking that smoke into your lungs, good for you or not bad for you. 
Your body is telling you every time you cough that that's bad for you. So there is a, a level of common sense that comes into these things. Back to Bertrand Russell, he said, there have been four sorts of ages in the world's history. There have been ages when everybody thought they knew everything. Ages when nobody thought they knew anything. Ages when clever people thought they knew much. And stupid people thought they knew little. And I would change that to ignorant people, not stupid people. But I'm quoting him. And ages when stupid people thought they knew much and clever people thought they knew little. Okay? So, four ages. Everybody knows everything. Nobody knows anything. Smart people know a lot. Ignorant people know that they don't know much. And ages when ignorant people think they know a lot and clever people think they know little. He says the first age is one of stability. That's the age when everybody thinks they know everything, so that's stable. The age when nobody knows anything is an age of slow decay. The age when clever people think they know a lot and ignorant people understand that they don't is an age of progress. And the age when the ignorant people think they know a lot and clever people think they don't know much is the age of disaster. Now, there was a time when being ignorant was not a reason to be ashamed. There's a time when, when people said, you know, I didn't get past second grade, but I work hard so that my kids will get an education, so that my kids will know things. My kids can travel. My kids can read. There's a generational sequence that often happens. You've seen it if you know anyone whose parents or grandparents were immigrants to the United States. Often they were ignorant. They didn't have a chance to go to school. They were war refugees. But they worked hard. They saved their money. They were clever. They did what they needed to do to give their kids an opportunity. And then that second generation typically is the generation that gets a good job, works really hard, does well because they're very ambitious, because they feel the weight of their parents' sacrifice weighing upon them. So they do their fucking homework. They become engineers. They become doctors. They become lawyers. They, become, they go into professions where they've got a very high likelihood of a high income that's stable. And then their kids are the ones who study music and poli-sci and sociology and literature and travel a lot and sort of have a good time. I'm from the third generation. My best friend Mike is from the second generation. And it's something that we were very aware of growing up, that Mike felt a great responsibility um, to repay his parents for their sacrifice. And I didn't feel that because the sacrifice had come two generations back or more longer in my family. 
Anyway, my point is that being ignorant was not a cause for shame and should not be a cause for shame. And what's happening in the United States now is that, I think one of the things that's happening is that the elite, in other words, the the clever in Bertrand Russell's estimation, have failed us. They were the heads of the institutions that have failed, that have been exposed to be empty shells of hypocrisy. Because as money and corporate interests have infiltrated themselves more and more profoundly into American culture, what we see is that advertisements are lies. Political campaigns are lies. A lot of the information coming from pharmaceutical companies are lies. We see, for example, the great distrust of pharmaceutical companies, which is fueling a lot of the rebellion against masks, against vaccines, against whatever, is well-founded. Because pharmaceutical companies would prefer that we be sick and taking drugs than that we be healthy. That's just good business. So the people who are disappointed in me for suggesting that we should wear masks, a lot of them are coming from a place of saying, hey, I can't believe you believe the shit that these, that that industry, that that uh, institution is telling us. Why do you believe it? They lie to us all the time. They tell us that, you know, we should keep eating shitty food, but take their anti-cholesterol medications and we should be obese and have all sorts of uh, chronic health conditions and diabetes, but we take their anti-diabetes medication because the truth is those companies want us to be chronically ill. It's better business for them. I agree. That's true. But I also think that there's a certain amount of common sense that you can bring to these things and say, oh, we've got an airborne virus that is spread through saliva droplets Wearing a cloth mask over your fucking mouth and nose when you are out among vulnerable people is common fucking sense. And the people who are choosing this as the place to make their stand, saying, you know, I have the freedom not to wear a mask. It's up my right as an American. It's anti-constitutional. Fuck you. That is stupid. Not ignorant. Remember, I said there's no shame in ignorance. But there is shame in stupidity. There is shame in saying I have the right to spray my fucking saliva all over the place, even though I'm in a room with old people, with sick people. And if your response to that is, well, they should be healthy, they should look after their immune systems, tell that to a 92-year-old. Tell that to a 7-year-old who's obese because his parents feed him shit food because they can't afford anything better or because he grew up in some city where that's all he could get or a culture that tells him that sitting around playing video games and eating Cheez-Its is an acceptable childhood. Are you blaming that kid? Are you blaming the 92-year-old for being 92? 
Are you blaming the cancer survivor for having had cancer and and a compromised immune system? Really? Is that where we are? But I get the distrust of authority figures. I get it. They have agendas. I get the distrust of government. I get the distrust of the medical industrial establishment. I get the distrust of media. Whether it's Fox News, which is fucking Rupert Murdoch evil, turning everyone against each other, ridiculing rational thought, or it's arrogant New York Times lying us into the Iraq war, making fun of people who don't have the privilege or the leisure to sit around doing their crossword puzzles. And I understand that. I understand that Trump seemed to be an alternative to the arrogance of the Clintons, the entitlement, the corruption of the DNC and the Republican Party. I understand that. And I resonate with it. But that doesn't remove the clarity that can come with common sense. And common sense, if you're paying any attention, tells you that Trump lies even more than the DNC. And his lies are corrosive to the structure of American democracy. And if American democracy fails, then we're really fucked. And I'm not saying that because American democracy works very well. It doesn't. But if the wheels come off this, there's nothing else. There's fascism. And if you think wearing a mask is curtailing your freedom, try living in a fascist country where the cops can pull you over and beat the shit out of you for nothing. Oh, we already live in that country if you happen to be black or poor. But at least there are systems in place that if those systems can survive, those systems can be used to force improvement. And if we lose those systems, then we've got no hope at all. All right, that's all I want to say for today. I will be back soon with more ranting and raving. I'm going to play you out with a song called Watch It Fall by Billy Strings. Seem to work this out, and you can still pretend. And these 
Tattered walls and burning bridges quickly start to fall How long until there's nothing left at all? I've been to California, man, I've seen them city lights Been stranded in the desert, scorching days and freezing nights And I'll never understand why people try to walk so tall How long until there's nothing left at all? Don't you love what you got used to Well, we used to feel so free Won't you wait a while in silence, love Watch it fall with me To the core With Wall Street skimming from the till While no one minds the store And how could someone get so low In a building so damn tall How long until there's nothing left at all While chunks the size of Delaware Are falling off the poles Our heads are buried in the sand Our leaders dug the holes Junkies hooked on fossil fuels heading for withdrawal. How long until there's nothing left at all? Don't you love what you got used to? Where we used to feel so free. Come and wait a while in silence, love. Watch it fall with me. Underground and leads us to the past To a place that's long forgotten When we had enough for all How long until there's nothing left at all Pile of sand. 